Welcome to the Rap Writers Show, live from Drew Hill's basement. This is episode two of season two. This is Dan. I'm here with Manny, Reed, and our special guests. Introduce yourselves. Oh, I'm Allison. What's your last name? Oh, Allison? it's Allison. <laughs> Allison Davis. <laughs> Where are you from, Allison? Um, I'm from Cockeysville, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christine Worthman. I'm from Lutherville, Maryland. We know each other from high school. It's true. Yeah. Baltimore. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 yeah I got yeah. some pictures of her in the high school okay. musical. <laughs> Guess what? We're Dang. not going to talk about. Were you in the musical yep. together? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Haha. Christine played an old lady. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did you play? I was just in the chorus. I do not have her vocal chops. So okay. mm. I had great yeah. comedic talent or it's, timing. It's true. She it really. Was, yeah. You, you could play an old lady yeah. when you were a young lady. That's I could. impressive. Yeah, old soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Rap Writer Show. Uh, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks. Why don't you tell you. us? Um, just start with an introduction. Tell us who you are, what you do, and sort of your affiliation to the rap and writing world. Oh wait, can we do it for each other? Since like yes, newlywed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Christine Worthman is the managing editor of Billboard magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like the only. <laughs> she loves hip hop yeah, and R and B. I know, I really do. Oh. I was once at a, I missed someone's birthday party and my friend met Christine without me being there to introduce her. And he goes, I like her because she's a white lady who knows so much about hip hop. Like, I trust her more than a lot of my black friends. So that's Christine. That's good. That's good. That's, that's, good. that's, that's very great. Good. That's like a real friend's introduction. Yeah. Yes. Oh my Can God. you top that? That was very, probably not, but I'll try. Yeah, good luck. I'll at least, you know, try to meet you there. Uh, so Allison Davis is a senior writer at The Cut. I'm actually, What's your, uh, writer, oh, I'm sorry. Writer at large. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Already nailed it. Yeah. Great. Uh, Allison <laughs> is my friend. my friend who I can go to all the shows with. Um, we are, we God, I remember she's such a good friend. She took me to see Future on my birthday Yeah, one time. I did. Nice. That was great. There good was a stampede, right so that was intense, but it was still very good. Yeah, someone yeah. yelled gun when we were exiting. There was yeah. no gun, but people just stampeded, yeah. so we almost Kind of died together. No, we. I lost a shoe, but then I found it, yeah. and Allison grabbed me and pulled me behind a pretzel cart. Wow! It seemed bulletproof. She's a real friend. It seemed bulletproof. <laughs> Again, a good friend. How did you get the shoe back? Yeah, good I, 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 you know, I turned around and went back for it. It was probably like very ill-advised. Like I should have just let the shoe go, but then I was like, I'm barefoot and barkless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who we yeah, are. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Why don't you guys tell us, sort of, you were friends since high school, but both ended up in this music industry, both ended up in New York. Was it together? Was it separately? Did you sort of come up at at the same time? And how did that look? Well, it was kind of funny because, so I'm two years older than Allison, and so I moved here, like, right after I graduated college. And I remember I was always working as a freelance music writer just because I couldn't get a full-time job. Um... And so I eventually started working at CMJ. Do you guys remember CMJ? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. So I was CMJ Festival. RIP. That's right. Yeah. I was one. There were like seven of us on staff. Like, Didn't I gotta steal like a ton amazing. of money? Huh? So, wasn't there like an embezzlement? 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 <laughs> you know, 
there, you know there, are all sorts of, there are all sorts of things happening. Everyone it was, embezzles. But everyone, who doesn't embezzle? Right. Who among us <laughs> who does doesn't not dabble? Who doesn't dabble in embezzlement? But yeah, so I was at CMJ, and I was living in Fort Greene for a little while. And then I remember, then I after CMJ, I started working at Double XL, which is where I met all you guys. Yes. But then I remember running into Allison when I was in this grocery store in Fort Greene. It was like the week before I was moving out of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Green yeah. Great Provisions. Yeah, yeah. it was great. great. Shout out. <laughs> and then, yeah. And I sure remember you had gone. <laughs> when did you come back from grad school? So I, I yeah. went to grad school in, in Berkeley. So that was like the first week I moved mm. to the neighborhood. That was, what, 2011? Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember bumping into you earlier than that when <gasps> you were at NYU in grad school and I was still in college. And I ran into you on the subway, and I lied about my writing. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, like, I'm a published writer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sometimes I, I write for Zinc, and I write, like, album reviews. And you're like, oh, I, I write for too. Zinc, too. Yeah, like, like, just kidding. Editor? I write for Funny, I've never <laughs> heard of you. Oh, That's you so know. Cool. Yeah. I just wanted to impress you. But, uh, I was very impressed. So I guess you were always both yeah. doing this yeah. in one way or another. Because what, what did you study in college? Were you doing that in college? Psychology. Psychology? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, but, like, I got into music writing just because I feel like it's – I like music more than any other art form. But also, like, the characters are the most interesting. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of, like – my thing is, like, I love writing profiles, and I just found that people in the music industry are significantly more interesting than, like, a Hollywood actress or, like, any other, like, I don't know, all those people are so protected and so boring, but musicians, for whatever reason, are just raw as hell, so yeah. it's way more mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think with me, it was just I was always reading music writing, and I was always interested in going to shows, and so then when I moved... Or actually, even when I went to college, like I studied journalism and music, and that was it. I really like pigeonholed myself. I left myself no room to do anything right. else. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> shit, better make it, better make it work. <laughs> uh, but Christine reads everything I write now before, like my drafts. She's oh, one cool. of my trusted That's readers. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask, so what's it like yeah. to sort of have like a bestie now that you are in the same industry, but you kind of do different things, but you can like use each other as a resource and like. Maybe talk shit about editors and kind of like, awesome. yeah, it's because you can do it with like other friends. Um, they get so bored when you're like complaining about publicists or like deadlines or editors or Uh like other stupid writers. But like Christine likes to talk shit too all the time. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Also, other writers are great. I shouldn't have said that. Everyone's great. I love everyone. everyone. There is no shit talk. Um, do you guys have a? Do you have like an ally close by that you can like share drafts with? And yeah, like I, a, a small group of people. I uh, usually have in like a text thread just to be like, which includes y'all, of course. Yeah. Um, I just like to send them things just to get the ideas. Be like, am I going to left, or is this making sense? Um, I used to do that with Christine a lot. Yeah. I used to be like, <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, Christine, can you look this over, please? I don't know what I'm doing. Just put that word. But does everyone use Christine? I felt bad. We all emails Christine. I think I, I think I did that like five times straight. And I was like, I, I got to stop bothering her. No, I need to, it's I need great. To I love it. It's so great. It's but yeah, I feel like it's super important as a writer because it just helps you grow. Because it's really hard during the job to like grow as a writer. Yeah. Just because like there's so many things to do today. Now with the internet, people are like, all right, you got to get this blog in or something and so for you to actually sit down and write you need that time and like someone an editor to like really look at you mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel like especially now um writers don't get that find an editor 
it's just there's not a lot of really, really good like editors to be like hey this is what you did wrong and this is how you need to be doing it and all that stuff or just to sit with you for like 20 minutes and be like this yeah. is why this piece isn't working and normally right. it just takes like one person to be like well that sentence is all fucked up just try this and then right. like you know something breaks and the exactly open. Mm-hmm. but like no one's got time anymore exactly christine right that's right <laughs> i remember when i was at double xl and christine and i were like just getting to know each other uh-huh. and i went to ovo fest <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote oh, yeah. i wrote probably 2500 words about ovo christine and like again we were like just feeling each other out and she was like this could be shorter. You know? <laughs> suggestion. Here is a suggestion. That's a nice of a way to say it. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> 2,500 words. I'm just going to cut this in half. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Reed, what about you? And do you have sort of allies that you reach out to? You guys, I think. Yeah. 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 I think you edited the Thundercat piece I did. Mm. You sat down with it when I really had no one else to do it. So you guys, even in your full-time jobs, you don't have somebody at your workplace that will do that for you or because me I'm different I'm a freelancer so sometimes I don't get that feedback but I wonder mm. in offices I mean I'm definitely supposed to <laughs> and I do <laughs> I should <laughs> but it's like you know there's like a lot of writers and not mm. a lot it's a writer's market like everyone wants to especially with the internet and like right. like mm-hmm. just people just needing content there's just so many writers so like at the cut we have like so many writers to one editor who can only do so much and also wants to write herself so like at the end of the day, unless it's a huge, huge story, I feel I feel bad being like, can you just give me 45 minutes of your time or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, I But I do find it, like, I miss that experience um, of having, like, a designated editor who wants to, like, invest the time. It's just... Sure. But, yeah. Sometimes I find that I get it with freelance work, actually. Like, because they're so excited to have, like, this outside voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they really? Spend yeah, the time the time. With you. Yeah. yeah. But, like, when I talk, when I send other people a draft and I'm like, what do you think of this? They're like, you're great. I'm like, that's mm, not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a pat on the. I don't want to pat on the back. I, I want you to tell me specifically what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's why I gravitated more toward editing in the long run because when I was doing a bunch of freelance writing, also I personally think I'm a more I'm a stronger editor than I am a writer. Um, but part of that was just because I didn't have anyone who would edit me. Mm-hmm. I would write. I was writing for this. Um, newspaper that also kind of had the same sort of issue where there were a ton of writers and not that many editors and it was a weekly so it was really tough to like get anyone's attention and every time I would send something in it would just get published as is and I was like <laughs> you got it yeah. like, is that ready to yeah, publish no. yeah <laughs> not really I, I definitely yeah. think that's like the scariest shit that happened because like you write something <laughs> and like all right I think I did 70 percent Put seventy percent in, and, right. and you're waiting put, for someone to be like, "Yo, like, where's that 30? Exactly, yeah. where's that thirty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see that seventy percent, and you read it like a day later. It's like, motherfucker, like, come, <laughs> come on! Thank you for lying. Thank you. See my right. now, <laughs> now it's Saturday. I'm three beers in, and I'm about to edit this myself. Right. Like, thank you for this. Go yeah. into the post and just rewrite just it. Just like, up, oh, just gonna do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun writer thing, just get drunk and edit your own work. It's It happened to me, and I'm like, ah, damn it. All right, you know what? Give me some water. I got to do this myself right now. Um, <laughs> was so, it better, do you think, because you were a little drunk? No, what happened? Was it better? Was like the result better because you were a little drunk? Do you know what? Mm, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you got to, you know, so two wines maybe. in, you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I do have a question for Christine. Um, uh-huh. How do you manage personalities? Because as an editor (laughs) right now, which I'm experiencing, is that you can't 
treat everyone the same. Nope. Like, you know, somebody like, okay, that person is super sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I need mm-hmm. to figure out a way to language, <laughs> hey, this isn't as good as you can make it. Uh-huh. And then some people can be straight up like, hey, man, this is shit. Like, yeah. can you mm-hmm. do something with this? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have been a managing editor at, I think, four different places now. Mm-hmm. And so at Billboard, I you upgraded me a little bit because I'm the deputy managing editor. Oh. But that's okay. Fish I'll posh. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but it's funny because I actually don't have any direct reports now, but mm-hmm. I manage day-to-day probably like, I don't know, 15 people. Mm-hmm. So, and it really is. It's just like you can't, you can't approach everyone the same way. You kind of, I don't know, it just comes from the experience of working with those people and figuring out how they respond. Like there are some people I can go up to them and be like, shit is this? Like you got it. <laughs> this, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are other, and then that person will just be like, oh, you're right. Okay, cool. Let me fix it. But then there are other people you have to go to them and be like, so you, know, you got to use your like nice voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like ease into it. Yeah. yeah. How's your day going? You know, <laughs> so this piece, it's so close or, you know, whatever. So yeah, it just depends on the person. Nice. And something you said when we saw each other last was like, you just try not to avoid confrontation. Yes. You just kind of like go for confrontation. You got to go for it. I mean, you, you got to go for it in different ways because yeah. I, I don't think that kind of beating around the bush or avoiding it, it's just going to get worse. Right. So sometimes you just have right. to be that person. Like when I was at complex, I, some of my coworkers would make fun of me because they were like, you're always like conference room now, <laughs> you know, because I would never be the person to like, you don't want to flip out on someone in the office. You know, it usually wasn't necessary. You could just do it. Like, it's so much better if you can pull someone aside and just have a one-on-one conversation right. mm-hmm. and just be like, sure. let's just talk. Conference room now. It's like, that's I know. So I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm yeah. sweating. That's almost like worse than like an out on the floor I confrontation. I know. Is that everyone sitting there like, what are they doing yeah. in the conference room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or when you get asked like an offsite lunch, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. We that means bad news. <laughs> 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 offsite lunch. Oh, <laughs> not getting back in the building. Not getting back in the building. After that, Only bro. one of you will well, return. Bring all your stuff with you to the restaurant. <laughs> Cool, cool. Nice. Um, Allison, yeah. um, so I'm really excited um, to speak to you about um, this. Um, <laughs> What's coming? I'm excited. You went viral. You went viral oh, this Jesus year. Yeah. yeah. You, ha- you have to talk you about it. You got to. And so from the outside looking in, from the outside looking viral. in, I, I think I just remember the scene. I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And then I saw the article. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Allison! Let's go, let's go!" Finger guns. Um, it went everywhere. So just like how, like how my friend said, it started from a tweet, and then it kind of just evolved from there. But just like, tell me the progression of that night for you just oh. to give some backstory allison wrote an article on june 26th called you know he got that big dick energy bde <laughs> coining the term bde and it took over the world so what was that like for you so i have an obsession with pete davidson and, with pariana pete davidson and oh ariana Grande. is nice. that the street name I yeah, like yeah. Pariana. Yeah. i didn't know doing. that yeah i'm into it dig it uh so like i just pay attention to like all tweets about them and there was a moment where Ariana had, I'm going to give you guys the, the long backstory. Yes. Ariana released the track listing for her new album, and there was a little song called Pete Davidson. And someone tweeted, how long is Pete Davidson? And she responded in the comments, he's 10 inches, winky face. And everyone was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course Pete Davidson has a huge dick. <laughs> so then it became a conversation about... Um, like people who just seem like they have big dicks, big dick energy. And it was sort of a Twitter conversation that I noticed over the weekend. And I was obsessed with it. And I was like, all I want to do come Monday is write about big dick energy. 
Um, so I rarely blog now, but I blogged for this because the, she the, stepped in the D. She is my muse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like so, that it has a feminine. It's a she. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, so like I wrote it, and like it's funny because the things that you think like nothing of, like maybe that took me like an hour from start to finish, and I posted it, and I was like, no one's gonna read this. I'm two days late, like, and then. Kaboom! I can I can spend months on a fucking story and no one right. reads it, and then mm-hmm. I blog about dicks and it's like, boom! boom. So, <laughs> so you had actually thought that you had missed like the moment. You yeah. thought someone else was going to write the story yeah. or that it would be irrelevant because it had been on. Like... I've been reading about it on Twitter all weekend, and then um, I guess not really. I read like a few tweets on Twitter, and I was like, oh, people did it. It's over, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that wasn't true. Uh, so it was really fun for a day, though, because like everyone's just talking about dicks on Twitter and making jokes. And Isn't that like, every day? <laughs> <laughs> not that like, like, like directly, mm-hmm. right? right. No, yeah. just about big dick, and it was right. just really like a happy day. I felt yeah. like where we all came together, and it wasn't hateful. It was just like it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, it yeah. was funny. my favorite days, and that's like why I write for the internet for yeah. like days when we're all making the same jokes about penises. <laughs> right. uh, but there's always like backlash so like a day later there was backlash and i was like this is why i hate the internet because mm. it's just a joke about a dick but, mm. <laughs> what does it feel like in that moment to feel like you started this cultural conversation that's way bigger than your like friend group or even social circle um i guess i never i, I never feel that way i just was proud the popping up jokes like got that much reach right um, I had an ex-boyfriend who once told me I wasn't funny. Like that was like the one thing he would always say to me is like, "You're not that funny." Rude. I know he's so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time that happens, it's like somewhere out there you are reading this motherfucker and like uh-huh. look at these funny ass right. jokes. <laughs> that was like five years ago, and I still don't get over it's it. All, <laughs> all that week I was at um, it's like a shitty dive bar, and uh, we got a plate of a uh, calamari. And there was one calamari in the cocktail sauce or marinara sauce. <laughs> and this girl just went in with her fingers and ate it. And someone said, that's big dick energy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was perfect. Like Random that. conversations was popping up. And yeah. I was like, oh. right. When it comes into fried food, like, I feel pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big deal. And everyone knew exactly what she meant. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. What about when people, like, don't attribute you for starting it? Or do you see it? Well, do you hear it in the real world sometimes, too? And yeah, my, I want to say you started it. My brother's, girl, my brother's <laughs> girlfriend said it about my brother, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I wanted to be like, do you know, like, where did you read that, Lauren? And she was like, oh, you know, I read what is that stupid sorry, that thing? Um, it's like an email newsletter that condenses the news. The and skim, a, the skim. She's like, yeah. oh, they mentioned it in the skim. Who really? She, of course, she reads the skim. <laughs> and, and I wanted to be like, oh, shout out brother's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh, did the skim like? Did they link out? And she was like, what does that mean? What are you asking? No. Mm. And I was like, okay, fine. They wanted to like, Putin has big dick energy, and that's how you're explaining um, the most recent one. <laughs> 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 you're like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren does not have big dick energy. We can all agree. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, but no, I don't really care because I feel like uh, like my jokes were like my babies, but the whole concept, like I didn't really start it. I just like... I just made it funnier. So, <laughs> so like, I, I don't feel like I took, I, I don't take any credit. I just think, like, I helped put it out in the world and give everyone a laugh. It's, like, yeah. my good goodwill, my it volunteer good work. It was your volunteer <laughs> you did work. A yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When I get into heaven, that's what God's going to say. <laughs> 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 
Nice. Do you feel any pressure for like a next article or next blog to like? Because mm. I would imagine the next thing you're like, "Fuck, that was so nice to get that much attention." Oh, every time I do well, it's just like enough. Like you can ask Christine. Every time something does the slightest bit well, I'm like, "It wasn't that good." Just to like <laughs> to like guard yeah. myself from like worrying about being good again. Yeah. yeah. I really do think I don't have. It's like it's gonna run out at some point, you know. Like the red hasn't, hasn't yet. Don't say that. You, next time you're right. <laughs> you've had a few bad. that have gone. Did the Union Pool one go viral? Almost. <laughs> yeah, did, right? that did. yeah, that did. That was trending on Twitter. That Union was, Pool. Yeah. I saw yeah, a dude yeah. get stabbed there once. Oh shit! <laughs> what? What are you guys <laughs> talking about? Like sexually? <laughs> sexually? What I was about. Whoa! <laughs> no, with a like a glass bottle. Oh um, my god! What was the story that you wrote? <laughs> uh, I just wrote about like everyone like people trying to get laid at Union Pool. Yeah. And enough people had tried to get laid at Union Pool or hate Union Pool that it got like a pretty far reach. It really so. did. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. the purpose of Union Pool right. Right. is to go there and try to pick up somebody. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or stab somebody, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the night you were there. It's one of the other. Really yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Yikes. <laughs> um, cool. Why don't we play a quick song and then we'll get into our main topic of, of the day. Yes, yes. Really then, I got the bag, tell a friend, she got some ass, bring it in, bitch I'm the new CNN, yeah Really then, I got the bag, tell a friend, she got some ass, bring it in, bitch I'm the new CNN, yeah Trippin', really got the TikTok missing. Bitch pimpin', broke niggas got me livin', you Jordan a pippin', I'm Kobe, I'm never gon' dish it, I'll miss it I'm dissing this fuck and I ain't got the time to just kick it I don't trust nobody cause I can't be fake Frontin' ain't an option cause my soul can't change And I'm tired of being humble, bitch, I feel no way It's that young nigga shit, I might pull up to your bitch, like Really then, I got the bag, tell a friend She got some ass, bring it in Bitch, I'm the new CNN, yeah, yeah Really then, I got the bag, tell a friend she got some ass, bring it in Bitch, I'm the new CNN Jesus Christ Hallelujah. I buy that shit before I even know the price hey. That was Amine With a song called What was that song called? Reel It In Reel It In mm-hmm. uh, What's the name of the album again? 1.5 1.5 Mixtape, album, compilation LP, EP, LP. <laughs> EP. I thought of weed when I first saw, when I first heard the title Like, it's like huh? Rams? Yeah mm. You right? Yeah all right. Okay. Tells North, us a lot. <laughs> Northwest. All right, Manny. 1.5. The math adds up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> adds up. So the reason for playing that song is Reed and I got in a very public, very heated debate a few weeks ago. <laughs> Out in the open. Um, at the Times Square. House, uh, blows were thrown about Amine, who is a Portland rapper. Why don't you just quickly explain the backstory and sort of... I don't think the backstory is... As a depth as you think it is, <laughs> I said that he's okay, right? And that I didn't like a lot of his music, okay? And you said that he was great, and then you accused me of not liking him because I'm harder. It's like he's a hometown guy for me because I'm from mm-hmm. Portland, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm being harsher on him because right. of it, and I'm just saying he's just kind of mediocre overall, my opinion. Get you guys as well, but that's <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So All right. I can go in more in depth than we will about if you want. 
Amine and the scene and the Portland hip hop scene, which right. I used to cover and all that. But mm. so my thinking was when Reed responded that way is that he's never actually given this guy a fair shot, and I thought he was being overly critical of this artist that's from his hometown. That's kind of the first so big artist from Portland in a while. Sure. And uh, <laughs> and he just kind of wrote him off, or always kind of like critiqued him in a way that you kind of look at, like you talk about a friend that you just have like a more magnifying lens on their decisions. So I guess I want to open the conversation to, do you guys feel that way about local artists to you? And do you ever feel like a certain pressure one way or the other to support them? I don't know about location wise, because I don't really know anything about the Baltimore music scene anymore, which is a little depressing, I guess. But Uh like, I do know that there are certain artists who I almost have the opposite response to, like Rico Nasty, she's from like around the DMV, isn't right. she? Yeah. So like I she's love great. her, but I also I, I wonder sometimes if I like, you know, stand for her more because I'm like, oh, she's like from my area, you know? Like mm-hmm. so I, I have the opposite take where like as soon as I find out that someone has that common thread, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, they're cool, you should listen to it. <laughs> yeah. right. Lucky for me, she's actually very good. Sure. So, it's almost yeah. like doesn't even matter what the music sounds like or what they represent. Oh, yeah, like ask right. me how much I love Beach House, even though they've sounded the same for the past like twelve albums. <laughs> but they're from Baltimore. Yeah. They're my I always forget that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you guys claim Wale at all, or is that just like a little too no. far? No, just so you don't like. This is the thing. Like if they're if they're good, I will like claim that even if they're like just barely good, I will claim the shit out of them from yeah. if they're mm-hmm. from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But if they're like embarrassing, like ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I think Wally's a little embarrassing. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't want oh, no. to my hometown. DC. <laughs> put, that, put that in the universe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you ever feel that way with artists? I mean, Jersey or you lived in DC yourself yeah. for a while too. So. so for like, I guess from me being from Jersey is just automatically um, tri-state. And so, right. and when I say tri-state, I mean from like North Jersey to New York. And it's very much like you look out for them first just because that's what music was growing up, essentially. Like, the first artist you hear is Nas, Jay-Z. Then you got Dipset, G-Unit. So it's like, you, it's just different from being from, like, North Jersey because you are looking for artists around here first. And so you're probably nicer. Right. Like, I know a bunch of people now who will never pop, but I'd be listening to their music just because I'm like, okay, he's from... um. New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's something in you that wants to support that. Exactly. And, and so yeah. it's definitely like, I want to try it out. But then you also know, like in the back of your head, this guy got like mm, one song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like I'm always inclined to listen no matter what it is, if it's like an artist from the area. Yeah. But like, I, I think it's, when I was younger, I was more inclined to like support, 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 like mm-hmm. go to the shows, buy yeah. the CDs, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now I'm like, I don't have all that time <laughs> exactly yeah totally once you start and, and it's like very much like i support listening and all that stuff but like once you try to put down time and money yeah i can't like, do it hey i gotta i gotta be a fan of you right, right. <laughs> you have to be a fan beyond just a hometown person yeah right? it'd be like all right i gotta actually be a fan of you like i gotta like you know have i want to put energy you behind behind me going to you, but that sometimes right. that that doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. So but for you, I, sorry, ahead. I was gonna say I'd love to know why you critique them more if they're from your hometown. Like I don't get that impulse. It's like having a kid and being harder on your kid or something. Like, well, my original thought was like when maybe you're from a smaller market like Portland. It's like when an artist kind of breaks out, it's like representational of the city and mm-hmm. of like the music scene. So mm-hmm. maybe as a critic, which you are, <laughs> I felt like you might not be like, this is the guy that's supposed to like represent Portland rap. And like, this is not the one. Sure. 
I I can kind of understand that. I think that a lot of times, I think it's it's situational, and then it's partly with like people with scenes. They get attached to bands, watching them grow up, up in the scene. And if they change at all, they're a little more harsh on them. Like if they go mainstream or pop, mm-hmm. and they say they sold out. Um, with Amine, he was never part of the local scene. So mm. that's one thing about him. That so he, he wasn't uh, born from that. No. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of just like hating someone from your own town. I don't know. I don't know if I care enough about like... Portland hip hop scene specifically is just so bleak or it has been for years. It's like anybody from there, if they break through, it's a, it's a big thing and it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So I appreciate him in that regard, but um, it doesn't mean I have to like love his music or, right. or um, say it's really good and, and stuff like that because I think it's not really, I think right. it's okay. And yeah. Hey, it's Amina. So to zoom out, I would, I, part of this conversation too was um, talking to some friends, some Korean friends who when Crazy Rich Asians came out were very conflicted about the film and they were like, I know I'm supposed to like it, I know I'm supposed to be a cheerleader because it's like a really important movie, but like I heard it's whack, I heard it's like a really corny rom-com, which I saw it and it is, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah, I did. You liked it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm not okay. gonna lie, but also I'm really into rom com. Okay, like, but it was like it was like a B minus rom com. Yeah, it was like a C. Yeah, it was. Okay. Was, it trying, was it? I haven't seen the movie. But was it trying to be something else? Was it trying to be some? I mean, was was it trying to take itself more seriously? No, it wasn't. I think that the convert whenever there's a, I mean, it's a an all Asian American, yeah, Asian American cast, and so I feel like there's this huge onus of representation yes. where like it needs to be the best movie so that yeah. because there's there's no like space for failure when you're like you're the first all yeah. Asian American cast in 25 and it years. Needs to check yes. every box. It needs to check exactly. every box. And please, yeah. And then like there's so much pressure. It's and a, just a lot of pressure. Movie. And it yeah. was like not that good. <laughs> that it's like when you feel this pressure that you're supposed to support something, what's your response to it? And this is a question for you guys. Like, do you feel like you want to, or do you feel like you have, want to like fight against that impulse, or do you like have to put on your critic hat and like be objective? What does that feel like? That's a good question. Um, I feel like I I will definitely like, buy the movie ticket, which is really honestly where the support matters, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. proving that it, it it can a movie with all people of color can like bust open the box office or whatever the phrase is that is not. The phrase. <laughs> 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 um, but like in terms of like me. Writing about it, like, then I feel like I've got to be more objective. Like, lucky for me, like, I just thought that Crazy Rich Asians was a lot of fun. And, like, so I'll say it's a lot of fun. Maybe not, like, a groundbreaking movie, but a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, But for other things, like, I think you got to be honest about... My argument always is that, like, white people have been making mediocre shit for... Forever! (laughs) Century, (laughs) since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So, like... (laughs) The conversation about representation has to include like space to fail and to like have bad sure. movies and like yes. total flameouts and that not be the last chance. We well, that's, right. I think that's yes. what I was trying to. I mean, you said it way better than I was ever <laughs> the right to, to make say average it, but, movies. Uh, but yeah, exactly. it's like you have. Yeah, you should. You should have the right to make average movies, and right. it's sort of like why does it need to be this like. Sure. You know, yes, the representation thing is obviously very important, but it's also like, why does it have to be like this is the definitive, right? The you know, best, whatever, the best, so bulletproof, the first, the best, yeah. the everything. Yeah. yeah, no, it did really well, right? Yeah, and there's a sequel. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's, That's what I heard on like, the street. Blog post, busting it out. <laughs> How you bust a box office? 
<laughs> yeah, and then it also <laughs> it's gonna elevate that whole that whole crew. Oh like yeah, the whole cast. Yeah. Like Henry Golding is going to be shirtless in so many movies. <laughs> is that, yeah. is that yeah. the lead? Yes. He didn't even look good without a shirt on. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Oh, now like, wow. here's the controversy. I could be objective. Wow. I saw the Meg right before that. Jason Statham comes through with no shirt. Like that dude looks good He's without too a shirt. Beefy. On. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just, like, that dude just looked oh, like a little like, like pudgy. I don't know. Hairless. I wish you guys could see the hair. Hairless. Hairless. Well, to bring it back to music, is there? I remember Ralph, our old coworker, when I think when Future came out, Shout he was like die hard because he's like he's Haitian. I gotta represent like mm-hmm. Haiti. He's like my dude. Mm-hmm. So I guess whenever someone represents something that like you associate with, is there a pressure to like that thing? And can you be objective? Yeah, I think whether so. it's a hometown, whether it's whatever. Yeah, I think I'm feeling a little pressure from. Like you guys still like I mean, <laughs> um, but I understand it. I get it. Like to a point, it doesn't even matter if it's any good. It's like we're doing this for a reason to support. So in the future, it opens you know the gates for for other artists like them. So, but um, yeah, I bet there is some pressure, and there's some pressure I feel a little bit. True, but I don't. I don't want support. Blind support. Like this yeah. should, you should. Um, Listen to it. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm like what Allison said. Like you should, if you're, you should watch it. But if you're talking about it or critiquing it, you should, you know, be objective and you know, hey, this is okay. Yeah. You're like, you know what? This future album, hmm, pretty mid. (laughs) (laughs) I understand why it matters to have a future album to critique and say, yeah, it's meh. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I I don't think I ever felt that way about anything that came out of Baltimore necessarily, but Mm -hmm. I did find myself, and I still sometimes do, getting into arguments about pop music made by women because, mm. you know, it's historically, it's mm. very much a, it's almost like this. I mean, it obviously has tons of flaws and it's not like a perfect atmosphere, right. but it is a place where a lot of young women in particular have built community around, you know, being a fan. Yeah. And again, it has, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, this male idol and icon and, you know, from the Beatles to whatever you can think of. Mm. But I do find myself getting very defensive. Like, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she's great. And so I would always get very pissed off when people would be like, oh, she sucks. She's so corny. Right. She also got accused. She was part of this whole, like, ageist discussion. Oh, right. Yeah, that was, I mean, because she, she was, was older. Because she was 27. Right, right. And but not like about, Yeah, but not like 19. Star, and yeah. so mm-hmm. people were ragging on her. And right. I just remember being like, that is, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, so... Yeah. I think you and I kind of got into it about Lord, as I recall. Maybe I did we? Maybe that wasn't you. Well, I thought I it was think like I'm that passionate about Lord. <laughs> I like her. I don't I think like anyone's her. that passionate about Lord. Uh, I saw her at Barclay. No. no, I'm blind. I'm so wrong with that. Go ahead. Like throw it out now. <laughs> Do you hate Lord? I'm not saying that. This is in an expose. <laughs> I want to live. I didn't know. I didn't know. That. I don't hate Lord. I think Lord is whatever. Like I'll listen, I like two or three songs by Lord. But I oh, hate... you told me you loved Greenlight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that was supposed to be a Robin uh, song. That's mm-hmm. why I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the 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 conversations around Lord are the ones I hate the most. This is see now I'm gonna tap into exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. Where I like hate the essays that are like Lord like is me like cutting open my heart and bleeding on the table and I'm like can we just be a little more 
critical. Right. <laughs> Let's just like call it what it is. Like it's a pretty good pop album. Right. Not like yeah. Which though, to Britney Spears's credit, I remember someone interviewing her like back in the early two thousands and they were like, yeah, but you're just a pop artist. And she's like, you try writing a fucking pop song. Mm. Yeah. Like, Good luck. No, that has yeah. mass appeal. One of the so. hardest things. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess my last question on this is um, when you profile an artist, and I'm thinking about your story on Cardi B, Allison, mm, and yeah. you sort of like befriend this person. You also like probably grow to love them as well. And I think we've all had this experience with people that we've covered and we like have a kinship or some sort of like good feelings towards them. And then... Do you feel a necessity to support everything they do after? Ooh, mm. good question. Mm. Um, from a like content perspective, my editors push me to write about and like ask for everything. But no, I don't. I think like you do the work and you put out the the piece that you want to put out about the person and you do them justice. And there's no use in just, like, repeating the experience or repeating the perspective. Like, I don't have anything new to say about Cardi, so it doesn't do anyone any good, especially Cardi, for me to keep, like, mining it. Um, or, but, like, yeah, like, if her album, I guess I, I was rooting for her. Like, I'm happy to see that she's really successful. Right. Um, but if the album was bad, I think I would have said something. Maybe. Christine. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. You would have said something, Probably like, not. to your friend, but not, like, publicly. Not, like, on the, Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I guess just treat everything like as an individual individual project exactly. and then just go forth like that. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, all right, let's go and blind like I said, blind support because you can just get in trouble with that. But I also think if maybe I had been one of the writers that was like with Cardi like from the very beginning, mm -hmm. like um like Vader writers, like I feel like Rawia and her have mm -hmm. like a, like an actual kinship where I would love to ask her that question, like do you feel compelled to like be her cheerleader from the rest from the rest of time? Because oh, yeah. right. they were like, I mean, she wrote two profiles of Cardi before before anybody else. I feel right. like so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she wrote the cover on her too, right? Yeah, before yeah. like yeah. Bodak even yeah. came out. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, before she got signed to Atlantic or like right. during the whole thing. So I would love to know, starting with somebody like that, sort of like it's your hometown band. Like, do you feel more compelled to always? Be your cheerleader. Right. Raleigh, if you're listening, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys had that experience or like a conflicted and Christine, feel free? Not really. I mean, I don't usually profile anyone that much anymore. Usually when I was doing it, it was like, you know, smaller bands or artists who I would talk to when I was working at CMJ or like sometimes at Complex. Like I did, I profiled Demi Lovato for Complex, I remember. Mm -hmm. And that was actually kind of funny because she... She, I mean, this was, what, like, maybe four years ago or something, but she was a very, like, her team was very protective around her, but she didn't need their protection. Right. She was going to, like, if she had a problem with you, she would tell you. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. yeah, she was mm -hmm. very sort of, like, yeah, protective of herself. <laughs> but, you know, she was cool. We, um, I think that it sort of erases that obligation when the person you write about reads your profile and they're, like, you got me wrong. And then you're like, well, okay, then I don't have to be loyal right. to anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, there is no pressure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> she actually got really pissed off at me because, I mean, the way that the piece was written, it was like sort of an extended intro and then a Q&A and then like yeah. more narrative in the middle. Mm -hmm. But I remember one of the questions I asked her was, are you and Selena Gomez still friends? And she just said, nope. And I, I had, you know, I had it on record. It was like fine and whatever. And so we published it and she wouldn't tweet the article 
she would only tweet the so photos. Insulting. Yeah, because she was just like, don't believe everything <laughs> that you read. You know, this pe- this interview or whatever happened months ago. I was like, it happened like two weeks ago. Oh, my God, it's okay. You know, Hate so. the yeah, worst. Yeah, so right. it's... Uh, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Have you guys had experiences like this? Yeah. I mean, I agree with Allison in the sense that I try to be objective after the, the work is done and everything. I do, like, sometimes get a little emotionally attached. If, like, yeah. the if I'm interviewing somebody for a long time and the interview goes really well and they're cool and everything, then I do tend to root for them. And then also it goes the other way, like Christine is saying, if they suck and, and they're get burned and, you're like, and they're shitty, yeah. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, all right, secretly, I'll, I would never yeah. say it publicly, but I'd be like, you're right, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I feel like, like that bond, like the fuck you bond, is yeah. like more intense than the like, it oh, is. I love that person. Very bond. Much. Yeah. It's like an active, yeah. like, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to like a passive, like, yeah, like, like that. There yeah. are some yeah. people I profile where I'm like, I will fucking hate you until they get We've all had that. Many of you had this. Because you're like someone that actually gets closer to a lot yeah. of musicians. Yeah, and... so far, oh, like, uh, like three, three, even now, I profiled or I just wrote about a lot of new artists before they blew up. And so, like, Playboy Cardi is one. Like, I was probably his first real interview. And so I just talking to him, and then, like, I was like, oh, this is a good kid. 21 Savage is one. Like, I interviewed him first before anyone, then I profiled him after. And it's just like, we just have, a, every time we see each other, it's like, how's life? How's this? I check in on his manager a lot. Yeah. And so it is, it is difficult. Like Rico Nasty's one. I remember when she first came in, she literally, they couldn't say she got signed. She just came from DMV. She was like, yo, I just had my kid like yeah. cu- like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember watching, I saw you on the internet and I was like, I got to get you in. And she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And so to see the success now, it's like, oh, I'm rooting for her all the time. I'm like, yo, how's life? Come on, everybody say see your shit. But then I do I feel like I have a ob- I have an object like you know, I have to I have to be objective because then I'll just feel wrong. I'll just be like, I can't just be like root for you and you did something messed up. Like I'm just like, like if they go totally left to make a horrible decision, you'll yeah. be honest about it. I'd be like, Hey man, this was dumb as shit. I gotta report about it. Do you have a statement? If you wanna talk about it? Let's you can talk about it on and off record. I can give you my advice, but this is my job as well. Yeah, because um, especially in writing, like your reputation, your name is everything. So you never want to mess that up, and mess it up meaning you never want to be like some. You never would get a good story. You just some like bullshit person who just like claps for anybody. Yeah, you're right. compromised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's but no, like I never never want to be that. Like my professors would kill me. <laughs> it is like so tricky because the the best advice I've ever gotten about like interviewing people or, or profiling people, which like seems so simple, is like you just have to remember that they are human beings yes. and you are a human being too. And then, but then it gets tricky because like the power dynamics are so artificial and the relationship yeah. is, you know, the foundation of it is so artificial that like you can treat each other like humans and like like each other genuinely, but at a certain point, you've got to like put that away and, and like. Do the, do the, the job. Do the right. job. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's transactional. Yes. Like they know how charming they can be right. to get you on their side. Exactly. You know. My first drafts are always like the like fangirl profiles. Right. I'm like, mm. I love this, but she right. was beautiful. And then we <laughs> sat there for hours. <laughs> um, cool. Why don't we get into the next section, which is going to be deep thoughts from our good friend, Eric Deep. Deep's there. In Salem, Eric. Oregon right now. Selling houses or flipping houses or something property related. Mr. Monopoly. 
<laughs> He's got some deep thoughts on friendship. So. Real friends, how many of us? It's a question I ponder over every time I come to Salem, Oregon, a place that I once called home. I'm lucky enough to have close friends I've known since elementary school and middle school, allowing me to see everyone become adults while I'm over here being a messy 30-year-old trying to figure life out. A bond such as friendship can fall apart in a blink of an eye. There are friends that you've known for what feels like forever, but you won't admit that you have outgrown them. There are friends who want to catch up when you're in town, but you always say you're too busy. There are friends you wish were still around. Real friends, how many jealous? There are friends who you thought had your back, but talked behind your back. There are friends who you want their support, but underestimate you. There are friends who get angry at your success. There are friends who want to see you fail. These people who give off toxic energy should not be in your life. Keep the family close, says the great Jersey Drake. A best friend is one of those people in your circle. You look at the history of hip hop, you see a lot of BFFs are stronger than ever. Jay-Z and Tata Smith, Mac Miller and Quentin Cuff, Drake and Forty, Kendrick Lamar and Dave Free, ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator. Take it a step further, and your life partner in marriage is your best friend. Committing yourself to someone for eternity and loving them no matter what happens. The Carters, real relationship goals. Kim and Kanye, power. So I dedicate this edition of Deep Thoughts to my best friend, Michael Yu, who is turning 30 today. Thank you for being the most reliable and caring person to me since the sixth grade. Take this opportunity to call, text, or hug your best friend. Tell them how much you love and appreciate them. And wrap this. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. Flex. Wow. That, that was like he was dead. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen to this after I pass. <laughs> I'm wild emotional right Everyone's now. weeping. Everyone's weeping into the mics right now. I would like that, like, to be in a planetarium with some stars. Right? <laughs> like a yeah. laser show. And you're, like, on an edible, and you're just like, wow, I do love my best friend. I do love my best friend. floating. And there's, like, 50 Eric heads, and they're just like... Beautiful, wow. beautiful Lovely contribution Eric. from Eric. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get into our next <laughs> game called Good or Bad. Good or Bad. Bad or Good. <laughs> you decide if it's good or bad. Ba -dum -bum. <laughs> um, this is a game where everyone goes around the room playing a song for the group that hopefully they haven't heard before, and we give quick responses to it. What do you want to start with? Manny. I got Manny's. Synthetic sundown, 45 minutes till the shit set it. Check it for the kid, I had a chin check him, big move. And we teach him big lessons over here. Over here okay. Two folk coming heavy like we bench pressing. And I'm gonna deliver every time just like a sent message. In the south, then I'm feeling like a pimp. You a simp, I don't feel bad for you, I ain't sympathetic. I just said the 
It's good. I've seen that video, and he's a goofy-looking guy. Yes. He, looks, he looks like me. Um, <laughs> he looks like me with glasses. And he's from Kentucky or something, right? He's from Kentucky. Now he's based in Atlanta. He's under drama. And the, Is he? So we gen- generation now. Huh. Yeah. I thought it was good. I, the video is crazy, too. It's like a big crowd. He got like a big crowd under the bridge. For that. Yes. When he, when, I, when he first came to the office, I, had, I thought he came in with drama, Cannon, and all of them. And I was like, oh, so which one's uh, Jack Carlo? And I took my hand out to like some other guy, and the guy's like, "No, it's uh, <laughs> that guy over there." You thought he was, was like the social media intern. I thought, oh my god! <laughs> but um, Jack Harlow. What? <laughs> no. He looks like Jonah Hill in Superbad. I would Jonah Hill, like fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, he got two projects now. Where I'm just like, okay, this guy's nice. He's good. To me, he has a good flow. That song was good. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Goods not around bad. the room. Not bad. Yeah, well, I just oh, wish not, the intro not, not was bad. less than one and a half minutes <laughs> he long. Starts, he <laughs> starts earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This is uh, Allison's song. Find the daily. Funny how you think I need you, but honestly, I don't need anything. Like what you see, you can look, but I won't let you touch up on anything. I'm independent, I'm so sufficient, and I don't need a wedding ring. You think you may be? You're funny, you know that. You're funny, boy. You a bird by a woman. Show some fucking respect. I like you much better. When you shut up and get down, down, know you need I'm a 10 out of 10. Got you saying amen. Catch me dodging a dick again. And again, and again. We don't need. I like it. Um, I saw her live two weeks ago, weirdly, at a, like a very corporate Verizon event with Eric Deep, just you and I. <laughs> right. We went for the food. All the food was free. Oh, really? That's the only that? reason They had crazy food. <laughs> Who was that? Jesse that was Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, ah. They had Sundays there. Okay. Um, ice cream? Ice cream Sundays, yeah. <laughs> but so I didn't know anything about her going in, and I thought she was really impressive when I saw her. I was a really good performer, so I like it. No, I'm out of it. Her song on the Calvin Harris album is the best one on that album. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that song a lot more than this song. I go no back shame. and I go back and forth with her. Like I loved that song, and it made me listen to the rest of her stuff. And I was like, uh, like underbaked cookie, not quite there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I like the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh. like, like, like. yeah. the first, Christine. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I like the this version better than like with, with was it Normani and, and yeah, Normani and Kalani. Yeah, I like this version more than just with her. Okay. Yeah, because of features. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because okay. I, I love anything little... Kalani does. Right? Yeah, yeah, and this actually because I don't like that song "Love Lies" with Khalid and Kalani. Yeah, I mean not Khalid and Kalani, um, Khalid and Normani. Yeah. Um, but this I like. Yeah. So. Manny. Yeah. Um, I think it's a a decent attempt at a pop record. I like her slower stuff. Like she's really good. Like, like what is it? Reprise and the other song with Daniel Caesar. Like she's really good. Mm-hmm. She did. A, she put out a Spanish track, and I was like, "Oh, I can get this is pretty cool." Um, but then, like, this was like, "Oh, 
Have I heard at a bar? Would it be mad? Yeah. Would I play at home? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But she sounds it though. I would say that. Okay. Pretty lukewarm. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jesse. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Stands. We start with Allison this time. Mm. I was a little bored. I mean, I laughed because it kept saying "dick," but mm. <laughs> I think I'm a little. I was a little bored. I, I don't think I liked it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, if I if I were drunk in a bar and I heard that, I'd be like doing what I just did right now. Even though I'm yeah, not drunk or in a bar, side like, to hmm, side. Yeah, hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the emotional wreckness of it. Uh, I'm into that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like it. I think it would sound a lot better if you played in a car while mm. driving. Mm. I don't know. When I heard it, I was like, ooh, it's a nice little nighttime car record. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is it's like 12, 12 a.m., probably making a bad decision. It's like, oh, Wearing yeah. your sunglasses while you drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Closing I your like this. Yeah. I like this. Uh, so that song is actually the first song on Future's YouTube page ever. Mm. Oh. Before Turn Off the Lights. Mm. Turn On the Lights. Wow. Whatever. What I just the turn off the lights. <laughs> Some of the lights. I just randomly did a deep dive Damn and them. that was there. So pretty average future song. I think he got better with time. Yeah. 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 I would say so. I've always been on like the wrong side of history when it comes to future. I think. Mm. Mm. Don't do <laughs> it. Everyone, people love future. I think he's I think he's pretty good. But yeah. All right. It's okay. We almost died for a future. We did. Not sure. mm. yeah. so. What future show, too? Was it like DS2 um, era? Was it uh, a... Like last yeah, summer. it was... T- two summers ago? It was last summer. No, it was last summer. Uh, so that's yeah, because I could fit the white romper, and I can't fit it this summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I marked that. <laughs> uh, so what just, album was that even? I don't know. He did like 87 yeah. songs. So I can't even keep was up. Was that the E.T. No, album? He did. It was so Extra fun. Terrestrial. Because what he did was Esco for the show, he was, uh, it was like being like a power hour. He yeah. was playing like 60 seconds of every song. Oh. And I was like, next. So, oh, no. That's amazing. I'm into that. <laughs> wow. Really into that. No. You know how you can tell it's an early future song is that the first minute and a half is just the hook. Yeah. yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. sign of a yeah. verse to yeah. come. Who needs it? No. 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 Okay, here's Christine's. Doja Cat, should I get background? 
Or you guys just want to sure. do it? Go for yeah, it. Go ahead. Okay, so Doja Cat released. So she had an album that came out this spring that yes. I really like. Yes. Uh, anyone who hasn't heard it, listen yes. up. Yes. Um, but she just dropped that uh, video, her song Moo, uh, just like a couple weeks ago. And it now has something like 6.7 million views on YouTube or something. Damn. Um, but she just announced today that she's going to put it onto streaming services because she finally got all of like her lyrical samples cleared. But she did say it's going to be slightly different than the original. So everyone's mm. like, uh-oh. Mm. Okay. Are we going to mm. love it as much? Right. But like, it'll still have the moves because yeah. I don't think she was stealing those from anyone. Mm. What does it, what does the hook mean to you? What does it mean to me? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually uh, read a little thing with her or watched a, a piece with her where she was like, you know, I was wearing a cow shirt. And I was trying to write songs, and I was just like, <laughs> my sleeves kept getting in the way, and she's like, "Bitch, I'm a cow," and that was it. Bitch, I'm a cow. Well, I'm a cow. Yeah. It could be that great? simple. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Everyone loved it. Yeah, yeah I'm into clearly. it. Clearly, yeah, I'm, into, I'm into it. Yeah, love it. I mean, that's like the song that launched a thousand Halloween costumes. Oh, everywhere. everywhere. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know everyone in this room is going to be for Halloween. (laughs) It'll be a cow. Group costume. Group cows. We are cows. (laughs) Cool. I like it. Final one. This one's mine. We talked about it earlier. Okay. I thought you into my life. What? Look at my mind. Yes. No better place or time. Hey. How they align. Universe must have my back. Up from the sky into my lap. And I know you know that you're my soulmate. And all that I'm like. <laughs> Sounds like inspired by BDE. It's very pleasant, very loving, very tender. Pretty fun. Yeah, this is like that's like the perfect um midnight not midnight day party um <laughs> song. Just like you play in the background. <laughs> midnight day party. <laughs> yeah, probably on a porch somewhere. It's probably gonna be played a lot this weekend, honestly. Sure. This is like a good Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. Labor Day. Hey, let's get some beers at six. I like it. <laughs> yeah I, I really like this whole this whole album it's really good the song was originally just called pete and then she specified oh pete good davidson her. which yes. i love just she really committed to it mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. can we talk about that relationship so they met and got married under the year and under a year no they're not married yet they're just engaged, oh, engaged. they under got met and got engaged month. Yeah. under a month yeah, yeah. And they're take their, they said they're gonna take their time to the altar though hot that is spicy for sure. Man, that first night, <laughs> steamy. <laughs> mm. like Jesus, you were there. I think I was there spiritually. Man, this, this comment with my beer is wow. Y'all really going at it? <laughs> okay. So much kissing, <laughs> right? Like embarrassingly aggressive kissing. Like mm. wow, are we really doing this right now? Just okay. licking faces. We're there. Backs of heads. <laughs> I love it. I love it all. And then, I think I got, I think, content. I think I got really into the VMA. So I was like, okay, this is nice. So yeah. yeah. It's like the only cut to was them making out. I think we're all just looking for a happy yeah. example of Yeah. Couple. I, I, I thought this. the song was very sweet. 
I'm yeah. like, I think it could have gone like a lot of ways. It could have yeah. gone bad. Like, yeah. Like, I think everyone Crazy was treading it. Weird and aggressive. It could have mm-hmm. been, yeah. yeah, been corny. But it's, it's also like, like really restrained and like right. short and just like it's pretty. Like a minute, it's only a minute. minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Everyone loved it. Best love song it. of the game, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. Cool. Um, why don't we get into, we're just going to bust through these real quick. The Dark Corner. Can you play the music for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing this? Uh, I think it's going to be a group effort. Okay. This whole side of the table. Is it playing? Okay. The Dark Corner. The, the Dark Corner is <laughs> a segment where we share dark experiences in the music industry. This time it's Soho House themed. We're in the dark corner. Allison, why don't you start? Haunted Soho House. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't exactly music industry, but I was like at dinner with a publicist. So, okay. Um, I was having dinner at Dumbo House and I got up Tuesday night, 8 p.m. I got up to use the ladies room before I finished my meal. And as I was exiting the ladies room, this guy runs past and I feel something hot and like wet, just like bladder across my face and I was like ooh that fucker sneezed on me and I turned my head and I noticed his group of friends at the end of the hall like looking at me in horror and then I turned my head the other way and I see a pile of vomit on the ground Mm. and I realized that he was trying to hold it in but it came out and the force made it spray like a sprinkler just all in my face it was in my hair it's the original lyrics for Pete Davidson Like, don't make the story arousing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I like screamed and I went to the bathroom and I washed off in the sink and some poor girl was like, it's not that bad. I don't smell the vomit. And I was like, I wow. every time I breathe. And then I went home and I wrote the membership people like a four page email about detailing exactly what happened and how it smelled and how traumatized I was. And they were really kind. I got an uh, undisclosed sum of money. <laughs> but that was my darkest time. <laughs> Christine, you have a dark so house for you Yeah, I've only been there one time. And the one time that I went, I was there for a friend's birthday party, and it was the summer where uh, Drake and Meek Mill were going at it. And I remember we were waiting and waiting and waiting for me to drop a response track, but I was like, not going to happen tonight. Why would I happen tonight? Well, it did, and I had to, I remember I had to run out of there because I had to go uh, find some writers to talk about Meek Mill. Mm. Not, so, not so good response track. <laughs> Bummer. What a nightmare. That is the worst. Manny, any bad so house experiences? Uh, I mean, I don't think I have a bad one. Um, I remember me and Eric went for a concert. I can't remember who. And then these two ladies in their mid-30s to late-30s, they um, bought us, like, mad drinks. They are just like, hey, let's, uh, let's get you some drinks. And I was like, I don't know if we're being drugged <laughs> or what, but uh, keep it coming. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> That's something that popped to my mind right now. Sounds good. Where yeah. did it go, though? Uh, okay. oh, yeah, where did it go? We ended up, up leaving. And was, I think we ended up talking about something, and then they were like, oh, we're just too different. This this isn't going to happen, even sexually. I was like, I don't think. Even I, no, 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 no. It, trust me. The conversation, I just remember... Eric laughing. Eric Eric laughs and turned red. It's it's like, all right. uh, Yeah, we're both both feeling weird. (laughs) 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 They'd be going to leave. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, I just remembered being at a concert. Maybe it was the same one where I ran into a and like a bumble date that we'd gone on like two dates and then I just totally I ghosted oh. and I just stopped. And then we're in this small Soho house room together for an entire show. And I was standing so close to her that I like couldn't walk away because <laughs> then it's just weird on my part. But I couldn't. I didn't want to talk to her either. And I was on a date. I think, oh, or I brought a date, ooh, and then I eventually had to go say hi to her, and I was like, why are we talking? And <laughs> Did you have to go say hi? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right? You yeah. can't just not yeah. say hi, you know? And then I vomited all over her. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is how me and Dan met. <laughs> That's our backstory. And <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, cool. And our final game or segment is the Spice Rack. Is the music still playing? The scary music? It's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, the Spice Rack send off. What do we call this? Um, spicy Takes. Spicy Takes. Yeah. Spice Corner. Yeah. Spice, spice Takes. Corner. Spice Market. <laughs> Pretty much. Spice fill in the blank. Spice Rack. Spice Adams. Mm. Is that a guy? Mm. <laughs> I like that. I love that guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Where everyone gives a hot take about music preferably last time these guys talked about tootsie rolls so that was weird for everyone working through the kinks (laughs) spicy take about music uh spicy take i think we were talking about tiara whack in the thread this week Mm -hmm. i think she has maybe the best album of the year thus far and it's really original it's each song is only a minute long love that as you guys know Mm -hmm. and uh i think each song is just like a little kind of a little gem like mm-hmm. has a best. perfect hook, each little one. And it's really taste. easy to breeze through it all. Mm. And I think it's really, really good. So, best nice. album of the year. Nice. Yeah, whack. Whack World. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Khalid overexposed himself to death. I think he hopped on too many songs, had a lot of promise. I think, King, of, King of the Guest Verses. Yeah, yeah. I think his label people, <laughs> management people, just like put him on too many mediocre rap songs. He's uh-huh. too everywhere. He's not special anymore. I just don't care. I hear him on a song. I just don't care anymore. Mm. My spicy okay. take. Okay. Um, I just found out about this singer named Summer Walker. I think she's going to be as big as SZA oh, in yeah. about a year or less. <laughs> and give it a take. Right. Maybe, maybe that's maybe. a lukewarm what spicy take. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ten years <laughs> tough. Reasonable. She might be popping. I just found. I just found out about her, and I've been obsessed for the last three hours of the. What's the song? Girls need love. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like I the video, the song. I was like, yeah, she can. She's gonna be huge. You make it a little, like make it a little spicy. I said, I said something yeah. was up to Christina. And she I was like, like Meh. You like it? Uh, I'm I obsessed. Like I was damaged. Man, like, you gotta make that a little spicier. She's gonna be hot in like. And a she, month. she's still stripped, so I think she may be blown up and maybe still strip. There you go. Oh, stripper, okay. stripper R&B spicy. singer. Cool. That's spicy, yeah, Christine. That's pretty good. I think I have a super spicy take. Just, uh, I think that you guys know Melly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Melly's gonna be somebody. Mm. That's, Eventually. That's, yeah, she will. I think under a year. <laughs> under, under a year? <laughs> it's hard. I'm going to beat your spicy take. SZA Melly, is a superstar. Melly, six months. Wow. <laughs> you heard it. Melly's fire. Melly's fire. Allison? Oh, uh, this is like a jalapeno of a take. Oh. <laughs> J. Cole's the best rapper of the past five years. Oh. Get her out of here. Nice. Get her out. Nice. Get her out. Nice. 
<laughs> I can't even like really back that up. I just know it you just want to say that. Yeah. Say people hate that. People hate when you say shit like that. I, know. <laughs> I could back the counter argument up with um. I would just compile all the lines he's rapped about farting mm. <laughs> or poop. Mm. And put it. It's Eminem size. I need the Eminem the rapper size. Nice. I would say there's nothing more uncomfortable than being in a group or a car full of men, which I've been in many times, listening to the song "Wet Dreams." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's oh, on the radio God. all the time. Do you guys like sing along? Or no, no, no. Everyone just looks out the window, and just <laughs> thinks about shit. They're like, I don't know. I don't really care. But you don't want to be the guy that's like, skip it. You're just, all right. Cool. Some outro music. All right. Thank you, you guys. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you guys much. for coming. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Should we do like handles? Do you want to do handles? Some social do, media you content. You do social media things. Oh, okay. Um, my Instagram is <laughs> at baby meatballs, and uh, my what's the other thing? Oh, Twitter, Twitter. is uh, at Allison P Davis. Nice. So. Follow Don't follow me. me on Twitter. I usually tweet once a month. <laughs> I'm just spying on everyone. I do have a new podcast called Last Row. Yes. yes. It's on all the things. Um, yeah, I think that's it. What's what's what the podcast about? So it's uh, it's a little more general music stuff and things that we just nerd out over. Nice. This week we talked all about Michael Jackson and the allegedly fake songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did topic. a deep dive. That was some garbage. I can't believe we did that. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs>